children of God, I am the storyteller. Pastors, prophets, evangelists, and charismatic preachers, listen to me. Crying is not a sign of repentance. Crying is an emotional act, but it is not evidence of repentance. It's not. I have a question for you. At what point do we stop getting so emotionally caught up over people crying? At what point do we get caught up over another sob story? That's not repentance. A sob story is just another story that's extremely sad. But it is not evidence of repentance. Crying is not proof of anything that God will accept. Oh, they just cried and cried and cried. That's what we say. I prayed for them and they just cried and cried and cried. But I say, here's what I say. So what? What does that mean? What does it mean that they just cried and cried and cried? I prayed and they just cried and cried and cried. I preached and they just cried and cried and cried. I prophesied and they just cried and cried and cried. So what? What is that an indication of? Listen closely to what I'm, what I'm about to say. At what point do we cease from needing to see a tear fall? Because the crying and crying and crying is about what you need. It's about what you need to see. So at what point do we stop needing, keyword needing, to see a tear fall? I need you to really hear me this time. Really, really hear me. What I said was, we need to see the tears. We are not fulfilled ourselves until we bring the tears. And I kind of think that we're saying to ourselves, if this word right here won't bring the tears, we'll keep standing here. I have about five or ten more words in my arsenal that will get the job done. Is that what you're saying? Because that's what it seems like you're saying. Your aim is not repentance. That's what it seems like you're saying. I'm not concerned about repentance. I'm concerned about seeing you cry. Because crying meets my needs. Crying fulfills something for me. God has a kingdom goal. But guess what? I have my own goal. Because as quiet as it's kept, I'm actually keeping score of how many times I made people cry. I'm actually keeping score of how many people were slain in the spirit at my hands. But even after you do all of that, 
Have you noticed how many times you prayed? You shook them. You shook them till they were almost ragged. You pleaded with them just to say the name of Jesus, and they still wouldn't do it. You wrestled them down to the floor, and they still would not part their lips. They still stood there or lay there as if the cat had their tongues. They would not say Jesus. You kept saying, say his name, say his name. They still would not do it. They wouldn't say thank you, Jesus. They would not say hallelujah. They would not say, Lord, have mercy on me. They simply would not open their mouths at all. But there you were, pastors, prophets, preachers, evangelists. There you were still working furiously and fervently to the point where you were wringing wet with sweat. And then finally, (laughs) come on, laugh at your own self. I'm laughing, so you laugh at your own self. Then finally, after you wore them down to a limp mass of nothingness, you've been there, you, you saw that happen. You were part of that. After you finally wore them down, they began to lift their weak, tired hands in a, that posture of, I forgive. Forgive me. I forgive, I forgive, I forgive. I give, Lord, I give, Lord. You finally wore them down to where they said, I give, I give. The hands just went up. The hands did something that the heart did not do. They were in that position, I give, only because they were worn out. They were limp as a wet rag. And then finally, the tears came. No words, just tears. The problem is, you finally felt victorious. The victory was on your face. You were the one that began to say, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You did that. You went up in praise. They didn't. They just got in the I give position. They were tired. They were worn out over the work that you did. But their mouth did not say anything. Other than they just raised their hands up. In fact, they didn't even say, I give. They just put their hands up in the I give position. So my question is, were the tears all that you were after, preacher? Pastor? Evangelist? You preached hard. Prophet, you prophesied with all that you were worth. And when the tears came, you finally felt victorious. Almost as if to say, I won. Devil, I won. But guess what? In reality, you didn't win. That was a point for Satan that you freely gave to him because Satan knew your motive. So you didn't win. 
you didn't win, and the person being prayed for didn't win. It was not a win. Not for you and not for the person. It was a win for Satan. Were the tears all you were after? Again, I have to ask the question. Preacher, pastor, evangelist, prophet. Was that all you were after? More notches on your belt of how many people cried that day? Peter preached the gospel of Jesus Christ. Paul preached the gospel of Jesus Christ. And the Bible says, when the people heard the gospel of Jesus Christ, they were pricked in their hearts and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, the men and the brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Then they that gladly received his words were baptized, and the same day there were added unto them 3,000 souls. Where are the people today? Where are your 3,000? They're still out there, hungry and thirsty. That's where your 3,000 are. Out still out there in the world, still wandering about, hungry, thirsty. But we don't serve up the right food. We are without living waters in our bellies. Our fountains are dry. We are barren. And yet, the harvest is still plenteous. The laborers are still few. The laborers are at home watching TV. The laborers are playing video games watching sick, evil, and perverted videos on their cell phones. That's where the laborers are. Oh, and and they're texting too, 24-7. We have a lot to say, but just not to our Lord and Savior. We are absolutely without conversation for Jesus at all. And then the Bible says, after Peter preached, it says they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayer. After, after Peter preached, the people heard the word, they gladly received the word, and then they said something. Let me say it again. Peter preached the gospel. He preached the good news of Jesus Christ. The people heard it and gladly received it. And then they said something. What shall we do? The interesting thing about this is that 
Peter preached the good news of Jesus Christ. He didn't preach a new doctrine. He didn't preach some newfangled thing. He preached the gospel of Jesus Christ. Good news. When you hear good news, you're going to say something. You're going to do something. You're going to be moved to say something. The Bible said they were pricked in their hearts. They didn't cry. The pricking was an emotional thing that was going on, but they did not cry. They said something. What shall we do? And Peter's response was, you repent. That's what you do. You make a change. You turn around. You turn from your sin and turn to God in faith. That's what you do. And then behind Peter's preaching, the Bible said that that day there were added unto them 3,000 souls. I'm going to close right here, but stay tuned for the next episode. Give God some praise.